Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Hey everybody, hey boo boo. This is Kevin Haffernan. And this is Steve Lemmy. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. We kind of dropped into that. Yeah, and I accelerated. I was like... I got to tell you, you know, I've never felt more love than I do for the good people who listen to the Chewing It podcast. Sure. They're the greatest people on earth. They are, and it's fun to meet them. We should come up with a like a name for them. You know how like Jimmy Buffett has the parrot heads? Yeah. Like we should call them like the Chew Heads or something like that. Chew Heads? Or the Chew Crew. The Chew Crew. That's great. The Chew Crew. I was going to say Chew Birds. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chew Birds. But Chew Crew is great. Chew Crew is great. We should get some t-shirts made up. Yeah. The Chew Crew. The Chew Crew. Damn. Let me. You see that? You're always coming up with good ideals. Damn. I should be like an ideal man. So you should write... Funny shit. I should be a merchandiser. That's pretty good. God, the Chew Crew. The Chew Crew. Hey, Chew Crew. How you doing out there? What up, Chew Crew? I wonder if, like, do you think people chew along with us? No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't push it, dude. (laughs) Don't push it. That's what all the people on the Chew Crew were like. Well, you know what? We don't even like Chew Crew that much, but no, we don't fucking chew shit. uh, Don't kid yourself. It's not that good. Nonsense. Right now, my Twitter is probably lighting up with people who are like, don't worry, Steve. I chew with you. <laughs> and I hope people are like, I, I'll never chew with Kevin again. When I chew along with it, I'm only chewing with you, Steve. That would be the tag on the T-shirt. I chew with you. Oh, I love it. I chew with you. I chew with you. Um, hey, before we start, let's plug. Okay. Next we? week, we're going to be in Boston. Laugh Boston. Your favorite city. Great new club. Yeah, Laugh Boston. Never been there before. I'm kind of excited to go to a club there. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. We haven't done a show in a little while, too, so we can dust off the cobwebs and have a little fun on the road. Yeah. Let's give these people in Boston like a nice rusty show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant rowdy show. Oh, I mean rowdy. Um, but we'll be there October 9th, 10th, and 11th, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing five shows. Mm-hmm. So come out. Hey, Boston, come on out. Hey, New England, come on out. If you're in New Hampshire... Hey, if you're in Maine, come on down. What are, what are all the New England states? Let me let me try. Okay, There's Vermont. Yep. Maine. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Yeah. Boston. Boston. What's I Boston? mean Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. And Connecticut. One more. Um. One more. One more. Rhode Island. There you go. What up? There you go, dude. I know. I just named six states. Good I, job, man. I think so. All those people can funnel over to Boston. Yeah. Come to the shows. It's going to be wicked awesome. It's going to be wicked awesome. And then the next weekend, we're going to be in D.C. Yeah. Well, technically, Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Um, at the Draft House, the Arlington Draft House. A great place for comedy. October 17th and 18th. That's Friday and Saturday night. Three shows, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's Over one the course on Friday of the weekend. and two on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, but boy, we always have a good time there. We have a great time because they always do like a little theme thing. Like because we come, they do like a little beer fest thing. Yeah, yeah. And people get drunk. Yeah, people like to do some drinking. Yeah, they get all their swerve on. <laughs> so come out if you're in the D.C. area. Come on October seventeenth or eighteenth to the Arlington Draft House. 
You can find information on all our shows uh, at heffernandlemmy.com, or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at heffernandrules. And I'm at Steve Lemmy. Right. And then we got more dates coming up. In November, we're going to be in Winnipeg and Atlanta, but we'll talk about those later. But go to the website, and you'll see if you're in those areas. Yeah, it's fun because like, I, I want people to know this is my first ever podcast lying down. <laughs> I'm lying down right now, which probably, like, I feel a little sassy and a little silly. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm lying down. I hope it's not sleepy. No, no, I'm not sleepy at all. I, I feel good. I feel like I, I got one over. Yeah. Because, like, I thought for sure when I laid down like this that you were going to crack the whip. Oh. But, you know, like, I like to push, I like to push sure. the envelope. Sure. And so I was really pushing the envelope on this. Laying down, I thought you'd give me, like, the, no, 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 sit up, sit up. Right. Uh, we got to deliver a good podcast. That's what I do to my kids. Yeah. Put your feet on the ground. Yeah. Feet on the ground, sit up straight. Sit up straight. Right. Eyes forward. Well, I will not chastise you anyway. I will say that you probably will deliver a better podcast sitting up. But it's whatever you want. Let me. Listen, Kat, you're an adult. I am an adult. And you and I, like, as you know, my new motto is I'm just going to do what you say. <laughs> no, no, no. Just stay there. Okay. No, but I, I am. Well, you haven't told me. To, if you told me to get up, you'd probably get some attitude from me for sure. <laughs> right. For sure. <laughs> right. But like, uh, I'm one not of the, telling you put on your headphones. I'm not. No, just do what you got to do. No. And one of the things I like about this is like. I'm hands-free. I've got the microphone right. resting on my chin. Sticking on your face. Yeah, this, it looks like this is making you uncomfortable. No, no, it's good. I like it. you got a little shit face expression on your face. I like it. Um, I wanted to get topical, though, before we jump into our topic for the weekend. You want to get topical? For the week. I'll yeah. get tropical. Um, I wanted to say, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about some of the events of the week. We're going to cry, aren't we? I think, I already have, I'm all cried out. You know, that was a great Lisa Lisa song. Remember Lisa Lisa Cult Jam plus yeah, Fourth Force? Yeah, what's the All song? cried out. Okay. <laughs> Apology not accepted. And I, oh, I give you all my love, but I'm all cried out. Okay, well, that's my you. theme of the week because of Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm, number two. Number two, Derek Jeter. He just, he finished. Yeah. He's done. Sunday, he finished. The whole, the last. Four days, Friday through Sunday, were extremely emotional. Yeah, well, I mean Thursday. Well, Thursday was the big one. Thursday was the emotional. Oh, that's what I meant. The last, the last game at Yankee Stadium. At Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I watched that, and I cried my eyes out. I bet, I bet you watched the shit out of. I that. did. Well, what happened was like the Giants also played that night. I know Eli Manning had five touchdowns. I know, and so I watched that game. I subbed him in as a bye week replacement for his older brother Peyton Manning, <laughs> and it worked out for you. And I got the highest score in our league this whole year. Congratulations! So far. And I'm in first place. Congrats! Sole possession. So I, what I did is I taped the Yankee game, and then after I put the kids to bed, and after the wife went to bed, the wife. Then How about my wife. I sat down, and I watched by myself. As the you, last game. As you often do. As I often do. <laughs> the last game of Derek Jeter at Yankee Stadium. And I cried my eyes out. Describe it to me. Walk me through the tears. Well, I mean, there are multiple times of tears. There was, you know, at the beginning of the game, and they show, you know, videos of his highlights, and then, you know, each at bat, and, you know, his parents in the stands. And, I mean, the big stuff came in the ninth inning. I'll tell you when my tears dried out. Yeah. Was when they showed his fucking hot girlfriend up in the. Uh, in the what's her stand. name? Hannah Davis. But continue. No, but that's part of the the wonder of Derek I Jeter. Joke. I joke. Right. He's got a, a beautiful woman in his arm. Yeah, and not only just a beautiful. Yeah, not he's gro- he's not gross about it. You know what I mean? 
No. <laughs> but I bet he's done some gross things in the sack. Like, I bet he deviates a touch. I doubt it. He's Derek Jeter. Stop stop wallowing in that bullshit. We're talking about his last game. I'm, who's wallowing? You are. <laughs> We're talking love, about this, the it. respect. Okay, yes. Yeah, Retuspect. Okay, I retuspect him, too. Yeah. And so, uh, you think you're fucking talking to you? you think no, I know you like watch a, it too. I know you watch it too. You know what I'm doing? I'm just what? injecting a little levity into your fucking wallow festival over there. <laughs> I don't think it's a wallow you festival. You're wallowing your sentiment. I'm just saying how, you know, how I enjoyed uh, uh, watching that stuff. It was emotional. It was, you know, 20 years of watching Derek Jeter. I remember watching the first game he played and yeah. the last game he played. Yeah. Um, I remember you, I mean, you and I, I'm rehashing what you have spoken about, but I remember when, uh, when Jeter was a rookie and we were watching the postseason and like we just didn't know we didn't know yeah we didn't know we know we knew he'd been great all season but then it was like in the postseason like he would come up in the most clutch situations and deliver and we'd be like god damn that rookie's fucking great right i love that dude sure no i I remember we told the story i remember the first game of the 96 season when they played cleveland and uh he had a home run yeah. And he made one of those great, like, over-the-shoulder catches. Yeah. And uh, our roommate at the time, who I will not say his name. Don't. Because he'll be uh, embarrassed. We Let's call him um, Person of Interest A, because we may discuss him again. Okay, Person of Interest A. And uh, I remember him, we watched the game, and he's like, God, this Jetter's pretty good. <laughs> this Jetter guy is going to be really good. Yeah. And, you know. Now the name is legendary, but at the time nobody knew who the fuck he was. No, it was Derek Jeter. He was Derek Jeter, <laughs> and I, you know, I remember um, we watched a lot of postseason games on that TV set in that uh, that Soho apartment. Yeah, yep, and, and the '96 season. Yeah, watched, and yeah. those were the days when it was like we were just discovering how clutch Derek Jeter was. Yeah, yeah. We were out here in Los Angeles in that cheap shit motel room. Yep. When uh, Derek Jeter became Mr. November. Yeah, that was the 2001 Diamondbacks thing. We watched a, well, a lot of Jeter together. We, we watched a lot of Jeter together. Well, I'm just saying, that's you know there are a lot of memories, and it was 20 years. It was I, a pleasure. And I know there are people who are, you know, sniping now about where does he stand and how great is he, and is he really that good, and they can all just fuck that's off. That's ridiculous. I mean, just the way he ended that game Thursday night by winning that. No, it's like, I mean, that's like, it's storybook. It's just, like, his 3,000th hit came on a home run in a game in which he went five for five. Yeah. Like, he just, people were asking questions, when's it going to happen? Is he? And he just, he had five fucking hits in a row and and got 3,000 with a home run. Yeah. I've got goosebumps right now. Sure. Like, in my pants right now, it's Goosebump Olympics. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> right now. The Goosebump Olympics are going on. They're going on in your pants. Actually, all over my body. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel the same way. And uh, it was interesting that he finished in Boston. Like, the last game in Boston, which I watched um, on Sunday, and it was like uh, like Boston. No matter what you you thought, they had, they had to suck it up. <laughs> I know. They had to. And they trotted out every goddamn legend that, you know, yeah. like... Yaz is walking out there, and Freddie Lynn and Jim Rice, <laughs> you know, Bobby yeah. Orr, all no, those I guys th- are trotting out there. I thought it was hilarious how they did bring out all the older people that didn't play against him. <laughs> yeah. That was just like, all right, you know, that's cool. Well, they, I think Veritech was probably the only guy from that era that they trotted out, mm-hmm. the era where they actually played against each other. Yeah. Um, 
I was curious. <laughs> I was well. Anyway, I was curious to see what they were going to do, and I liked seeing the people in Fenway Park having to give them standing ovations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to. And they get sucked right into it. I'm sure there were plenty of guys like, ah, fuck that guy, Jeter. I'll tell you what I, I got choked up at. Yeah, was when he got his single. Yeah, and Joe Girardi gave him the sign, like right. you know, to the yeah, throw. You like, coming you want, out? You want to come, come out? Yeah, and he nodded yes. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his mom was crying oh, in the stands. Yeah, yeah. I might, Kevin, I might be getting a little emotional oh right god. now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I told you I'm all cried out. So Yeah, so there's not one tear left in that body? <laughs> no. Wait a second. That means your palms, in theory, are probably dry today. No, they're, they're pretty sweaty. Oh, so there's some sweat glands down there. Yeah, there's still sweat glands. So, <laughs> so there's still some salty stuff in you. <laughs> yes. Just not up in your head. It's not in my my eyeballs. Your, 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 your head's dry. Um. Okay. All right. Anyway, thank you, Derek Jeter. Okay. Okay. So uh, we were talking, and we came up with a topic that we thought would be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. And it's kind of movie-related, right? It's very movie-related. Um, and what we wanted to talk about, are, we had a lot of funny stories uh, from the many rap parties that we've had over the years. Mm-hmm. And for those who do not know, you shoot your movie, and then when you end the movie, you have a big party, like when they call rap. Mm-hmm. And they call it the wrap party. Yeah, you wrap it up. Yeah, and that's like your end of the shoot party. Mm-hmm. And they're always fun because basically you've been working your ass off at a very intensive level. Mm-hmm. And this is the time to, you know, pop off some steam. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, the wrap parties were always a blast. And, uh, and to put it just in perspective yeah. a little bit, when you're on location making a movie, every weekend... Is a party. Frankly, many of the of the shooting nights are a party. Well, you make it. I don't know. You make it sound. Maybe for you, you make it sound like people aren't working hard. No, you know what I'm saying. Okay, let me then, let me then redo this. I'll amend this. Yeah, the crew of a movie is probably one of the hardest working groups of people there is. Sure, being a crew member well, is intensive, right? It's like it's sixteen hours. Yeah, oftentimes you never stop working except for lunch. Yeah. And there's some danger involved sometimes. There's fucking terrible conditions involved a lot of the time. Sometimes it's freezing. Sometimes you're in scorching heat. Sometimes you're in a tight space. Sometimes you're in a tight, wet space. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not as pleasant or glamorous as it's made out to be, movie making. Yeah, and so I'm not saying they don't work hard. What I'm saying is that oftentimes on location, and when I say on location, what it means is when you're away from home. Like a location means you are going someplace to shoot the movie as opposed to shooting in Los Angeles in the city and you can go home uh, to your house that night. Right. On location means you're staying in a hotel and you're all out. It's like being at sleepaway camp. And that's exactly what people (laughs) compare it to. And so a lot of times, you know, like after Dave's shooting, there's people having beers on set. You go back to the hotel, there's people sitting at the bar. You know, certainly on our movie sets, we have always partied all through the shoot. Yeah. On but the, the rap weekends. party is a special kind of... Well, that's uh, what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Until you told, accused yeah. me of saying that people were lazy. Sure. Okay. The weekends on any movie set on location, you blow it out. People have a, a day or two off. They go crazy. They've, they've been working hard. The rap party is like 10 times that. Right. That's my point, Kev. Sure. Thank you. You fucking micro <laughs> man. It wouldn't have been so long if I didn't have to explain myself to you. Sure. Okay. 
No, but I, you know, the rap party is that you're right. It's that extra you. special party. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that things get a little extra crazy at the rap parties. Yeah. You know, like uh, there's always a little something weird going on at the rap parties. Yeah. Well, people tend to overdo it. Yeah. You know, I mean, frankly, it's like like there's a lot of tension being released, a lot like a lot of set romances sure. get consummated at the rap party yeah. or made public. At the rap party. Yeah. Uh, it's also the nice thing about a rap party is that you're partying on someone else's dime. Yeah. Which is a huge part of it. It's in the budget. Yeah. It's in the bu- Even on the tightest schedule, like even Perello back in the days when we were making, you know, Puddle Cruiser, he'd be like, all right, well, I am going to put, put aside like 20 grand for the rap party. And we're all <laughs> like, okay, okay, sure, sure. You know, yeah. what th- you know what I like about the rap parties too? Yeah. Is that like there are a lot of times like being on the crew... You only see people like sweaty and covered in shit and wearing like cargo shorts right. and crappy stuff yeah. and unshaven like for the guys and the girls like they don't give a fuck. But like at the rat party, everybody gets gussied up. Yeah, they get dolled up. That's their chance, you know. Yeah. And you go, you go to the rat party, like, who the heck is that? It's yeah. Like, oh, that was the art department woman. Uh, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. Her, that's Griselda. Oh yeah. What Griselda's yeah. fucking hot? Look at her. She looks pretty good. Holy shit, Griselda's been hiding all that. <laughs> Oh, the other nice thing is like they, you know, people give out presents, and you know, you get like your rap party presents, and the crew gets stuff, and it's kind of very festive, you know. Yeah, and then you know, and and, and, uh, and you get wasted, and people get wasted, and then you know, and there's like contests and things like that. But let's we we wanted to talk about some of these stories. Yeah, let I mean, as you look through these movies, I mean, you know, I guess you know the first movie we ever made. Was that movie Tinfoil Monkey Agenda, which was like a, a half an hour film? It was a super low budget, half an hour like student film that we made down in Florida, and uh, so that was the most bare bones of rap parties. Yeah, we still had one. We still had one. We went to Hooters. <laughs> it was at Hooters in Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, we were psyched. The Hooters, Hooters, and that's like you know, holy shit, we finished shooting, and you know, uh, uh, someone's paying for us to party. Now, like, so on that, I mean, leading up to it, I guess, you know, that was super low budget. Yeah. And to the point where, like, you know, the, the RV that had the equipment would just stay out there by the beach where we were shooting. Yeah. And so each night, two of us would have to sleep in that RV right. to protect it. Yep. And there were, like, mosquitoes in there. We did security work. Yeah. One night, Shander Secker and I spent the night in there, and yeah. we got a bunch of rednecks and pickup trucks, like, kept driving around. I was like, yee <laughs> like you know, with the headlights on, and, like right. harassing us. They were going to steal some shit. They were going to steal some shit. We had a gun in the RV. Do you remember that? No, there was a gun in there. There was a handgun. In there, there was not. There was. There was not. There, uh, you know what? Like a prop one? No, a real gun. We'll talk about it later. Because you, you're like, I'll never convince you. But one I of the crew guys that. left okay. a handgun in there for our protection. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, I didn't know uh, that. Well, we'll talk to Coop, the the director, about it. But but I was like, God, we're in kind of like slightly racist area right now. These guys are like drinking beers and hooting and hollering out there and driving around our <laughs> RV like harassing us and I'm in here with an Indian dude. We're going to die. I was I think I did uh spent the night there with Lauren Bright. Oh really? The lead actress. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? I mean not spent the night but like slept oh, in you the Winnebago cuz you didn't sleep. No, like she slept in the back and I slept in the front. Oh, but so you guys slept together there? No, she was going out with one of our friends. Um, VK. Oh, yeah, she was. And so, yeah, there was nothing, there was, there was nothing going on. Uh, oh, you know what, though? Yeah. You, wait, did, I thought, 
are you sure you were there? Because like I thought it was that um, that night she was supposed to spend the night with Soder, and then she bolted because Soder was being a jerk to her. Oh, yeah, right. And then there was a big Rochambeau contest, and Stolhansky had to spend the second night there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you must have been with with Stolhansky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a girl. He's kind of like a girl. I definitely fucked him. You boned him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely did. I definitely fucked him. Because I knew you fucked somebody that night. That's why I I had to call you out on it. But at the rap party for that, we, what was the big event? We did a punch in the face contest, right? Yeah, well, like, we had always, our group of friends had always played the punch in the face game. Right. Which is just like... You start light and then start to go harder and harder until you're like, until somebody says, like, no more. Yeah. Until somebody gets a concussion. Yeah. Usually me. Right. And uh, (laughs) so we were all in that same RV, which was not like a luxury RV either. It was like basically the the shittiest RV you can get is what we had for. for this. And everyone, like the 30 people in the cast and crew, crammed into that thing. Right. After Hooters. And after Hooters. Full of wings and beer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were in the back of that RV playing. It was basically like a cockfight. Like, we were there for it's everyone like else's club. amusement. Yeah, we're just <laughs> punching each other in the face, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at the stupid actors hitting each other in the face. Yeah. I remember that was the first time I ever gave, a, like, a rap party toast. Oh, really? How'd it go? It was great. It was great. I got, like, a huge cheer from the crew. I said what came to mind, and Did then I realized. tell a joke? No, I didn't tell a joke. I, I, I said, hey, I just want to say this. I want to thank Kevin and Dee for getting together the greatest crew we've ever fucking had. <laughs> and everyone cheered. And then I have never deviated from that speech. Okay. Every rap party we ever had, I always give that speech pretty okay. much. Okay. Okay. That's your speech? Yeah. It's, it, you just you, you say you're the best, and then you throw an F-bomb in there, and sure. boom, you get a cheer. Sure. And then you drink. Yeah, these are the greatest fucking people we've ever fucking had. Yeah. That's what it is. A lot of toasts, a lot of hugs. Sure. Um, let, let's not go in chronological, chronological order, though. Let's talk about some of the... Uh, Listen, I didn't fucking... No, no, I, I was going to do that, and I was like, ah, fuck it. We should talk about some of, do the, it, bro. some of the bigger, funnier ones. Do it, bro. You got the list I got the there. list. Uh, Beer Fest. Oh, man. I mean, talk about drinking... That movie was all about drinking. The whole shoot was about drinking. Mm-hmm. And wait then, a second. Wait a second. Uh, we, we worked hard. We worked hard on that shoot. I didn't say we were we, getting we were, drunk. You say people didn't work hard on that sh- shoot? The movie is about drinking. Do you see what it's like, Kev? Yeah. Do you see what it's like? Yeah. To be micromanaged? Sure. Uh, but I, you should listen to what I said. Emotional. I said it was about drinking. Okay. Can we just hear the story now? <laughs> see? Do you see what it's like? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh-huh. Tell us. So what? So we were in Beer Fest, and um, basically we we ended up. It was kind of a rap party we had down there, and it was when the Germans were leaving, right? Because the Germans were going. The Germans were done. Yeah. And uh, so we ended up partying in this uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. and it ended up turning into a real life uh U.S. versus the Germans. Yeah, well, and, and, and like, I don't even know that we went into it knowing that that was going to happen. It just, right. it well, was those guys, those guys who played the Germans yeah. had something to prove. Yeah. In the script, unfortunately for them, yeah. they lost. Yeah, they did. And they felt like maybe that was not true to life. Yeah. And they wanted a real shot at the title. Yeah. Is what they wanted. Yeah. And so... They challenged us. Yeah. And it became the focal point of that party. 
in the middle of that bar restaurant, it was a chug fest mm-hmm. for real. For reals. With us against the Germans. Yeah. Um, and one of the... Uh, it, they, uh, I remember they were they were down a man because Rolf Mueller was not there. Right, the big fella, Rolf. So they got uh, James Roday, who played another German. He, he sure. stepped in. He still fit the bill. He was the German messenger. Of course, you know James Roday from uh, from Psych. From Psych. Yeah. And uh, but he was the messenger who got the tube of beer shoved up his ass. Yeah. Beer fest. So he stepped in for the German team. He's a good drinker. He's a good drinker. And what happened is in the first one, um, we did. Get defeated, mm-hmm. but that was because one of our broken lizard members <laughs> right. was not able. He has never been able to, but was not able to keep up in the chug. <laughs> right. Okay, we, we we talk about it in the in the new comedy special that right. we just shot, so it's out there. Yeah, our friend Paul Soder <laughs> uh, has he. I don't know if he like he claim he doesn't claim to be a good chugger, but for some reason he he keeps. Well, he's a good sport. He's a good sport. That's what it comes down He's to. He's a good sport, not a good chugger. He participates. Yeah. But then we figured since they had a, a guy on their team who was a good drinker. Well, they had a bunch of good drinkers. I think a lot of all those guys. I mean, Faxon's pretty good. Forte's great. Forte's great. But what, I guess what I mean is since they had a guy who was not an uh, actual part of the I team see. Germany. I see. Yes. We decided we, we would swap out soda and bring in your brother. Right, which I think is not far from, I mean, it's similar to the deviation they had. It's like, he's related to me. He's American. Yeah, plus, <laughs> Soder was happy to bow out. He sure. Was, when, you're chug- when you're in a beer chugging contest in front of that many female extras, <laughs> and you clearly <laughs> cannot do it, you're happy to bow out. You're ready to tap out? Yeah. Okay. So he tapped out. We made the thing best of three, because we didn't feel like the first one was... right. Ne- necessarily right on the money. Right. And we did the second one, and we won. Yep. Okay, now remember, this is all... You can see all this on the Beer Fest DVD. It's one of the extras. That's the cool thing, is that this thing we're talking about, we captured it and put it on the Beer Fest DVD. Yeah, so like everything we're saying, you will see is the truth. And In then the extras, yeah. we did the rubber match. B- between matches two and three, we had a little halftime event. Yeah. That was the girls of the crew... Went against each right, other. Right, right. Was it actresses Women. against crew? Women. Oh, yeah. The broads. <laughs> then the broads went, uh, went against each other. Sorry, sorry. I'm still living in, in the, the 20th girls. century. I need, to, I need to grow up. Um, um, yeah, there was a female chug-off. But was it actor, actresses versus crew? I, think, I it, think it was a combo of actresses, crew, and actresses, crew. I think it was actresses versus crew. Okay. And the actresses won. Like Cloris Leachman? Cloris uh, Leachman can open her throat, <laughs> I think, as we all know. But it was like the Swedish girls, right? It was the actor. Uh, it was the actor. There was a couple of Swedish girls. I remember yeah. Candace Smith. Yep, okay. Uh, she might have been the anchor woman. Right. But they, they kicked the shit out of the crew girls. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Yeah. I remember and it's that. on the DVD. Yeah. And then we went up for the rubber match. Uh-huh. We went, we went back, so we it was, uh, we, I guess we needed a, a respite for a second, right? Yeah, everyone wanted it, and we all wanted it, you know, it was, it was like the lingerie bowl. <laughs> yeah. We got the girls, I mean, I'm sorry, the females. Right. The women. Right. W-O-M-Y-N. Uh-huh. To participate, and then we, so we went up for match number three. Right. Head to head against the Germans, and what happened, Queen? We kicked their asses. It was very exciting. Do you remember the first, first... Some reason you and I switched. I, like I'm not saying I I did this, but I was the anchor man for that final. You were, match. yeah, because I had gone against uh, Gunter. Yeah, I think for a bit you, you did for the first two, and then yeah. I went against Gunter 
for the last one. I think we thought it would it would be funny to see the size difference. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Um, he was supposed to lift you up in his shoulders and stuff, right? Yeah, like, he was a great drinker that he, night. He was a great drinker, but I'll tell you what, he got what? fucking hammered. And to have like a three hundred and sixty pound Mister Olympia get wasted with you is a funny thing. It's a yeah, funny situation because he was wasted and a slightly off balance. Yeah. So it's like you know one of those things where you're like, holy shit, are we gonna have to carry him home? Like, how are we gonna do that? <laughs> It'd be like, you know, shooting an elephant and then you have to drag it back to your <laughs> right. car or something like right. that. Right, right. Um, but he, he he was hammered. He was a great sport. We had a great time with him that night. Um, and I, I think it's funny because it, it was actually a very nice restaurant. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a nice steakhouse. We had eaten there a couple of times previously. S- several right? times. Yeah, In yeah. fact, I think our very first meal when we got to Albuquerque was at that steakhouse. Yeah. And we went there probably like twice a week. Right. And... This was the first time the entire cast and crew was in. Uh, I we think we took rented it, over. it out. We, yeah, yeah. And uh, and just turned like people were standing on the tables. Yeah. But the but the staff there was into it. Oh, they loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was a blast. It was great. It was great. We always have nice rap parties. Sure, sure. It was a great chug off. Uh, and then uh, and then we brought it back to somebody's house. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I think my house. Yeah. Well, your house was the epicenter. Yeah. Me, uh, Jay, and I had rented a house. And it had sponsored several parties on that shoot. Yeah. Um, and then it was the rap party. Did the party. cops show up at that party? At your, or the after party at your house? Was I that? think so, because uh, I remember that some people were leaving the next day pretty early, but they still came and partied. Like, I think Gunter had to like, catch a plane or something like that. Yeah, he did. He had to go He had to, go to like, oh, you know what? He was going to do, like, a, a public appearance someplace. Oh, really? So he was getting on, like, a 6 a.m. flight. Reeking of booze. Yeah, but it was one of those things where he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to the Joe Weider um, uh, uh, Bonanza, Muscle Bonanza. I'm the keynote speaker. <laughs> I'm fucked." Uh, but I remember, like, the cops. Hey, that show- Gunter Schlierkamp stinks of booze. Yeah, what? do you think he's got a problem? Yeah, Gun- uh, Gu- oh, Gunter Schlierkamp, he's an alky. <laughs> uh, no, the cops showed up because the neighbors had complained. I-, I think it was this the after party. Right. And uh, they showed up and they were supposed to shut down the party and they saw it was the guys who made Super Troopers. Right. And they, you know, there are some funny photos of us like smoking weed <laughs> and chugging beers in their faces. We had a good time. Ah, the good old Albuquerque police. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah, that was a good time. Um Puddle Cruiser was, uh, our rap party was in a fraternity house. It was in our fraternity house, right? Yeah. Which we did a lot of partying up there. We we shot it on uh, Colgate at Colgate, um, and then we housed the entire. I mean, that was low budget days, right? We housed the entire cast and crew in our old fraternity house, and uh, that's where we ended up having the rap party. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because, like, you know, like I like I was saying, it's like every weekend, and we were in our fraternity house, and everyone was there, so it's like. It's almost like you're staying in a really small hotel. <laughs> a small, beat-up hotel. Yeah. That smells of beer. That stinks. <laughs> and only have gang showers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, like, the conditions on that were awful. It was the summertime, and the budget was tight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tempers flared a little bit. Sure. And, uh, you know, but and so you go to blow off steam. Right. And uh, I remember that one got pretty out of hand. That one got out of hand. I spent the night in the hospital, not uh, being wounded, but there was a fight that broke out. There was. 
and there was person of interest A. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fight, and there was some blood spilled. It, the fight was over a woman. It was over a woman. It was a. It was a. Yeah. It was a. I don't want to say it was a love triangle because it wasn't really a love triangle, but it was two guys fighting about the honor of a woman. Yeah, and there was you know uh, like as vaguely as I can get into it, it was person of interest A's ex girlfriend. Uh, was on the crew, a, yeah. a lovely person. <laughs> yeah, and person of interest B was another person involved in the production, <laughs> and they were maybe being a little bit uh, sexually aggressive. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know all the specifics of what happened, but I think whatever it was, it was a miscommunication. It was a situation of two guys, one girl. Right, <laughs> and I know that the bathroom. Of the fraternity house was very bloody, right? Uh, but it happened down in the tap room. The uh, fight, yeah, yeah. But uh, a tooth had gotten loosened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but I thought it happened in two parts. Like I thought, uh, there was oh, the initial, been two parts. There was yeah. the initial part downstairs, and then up in the bathroom. Yeah, is when a headbutt occurred. Yeah, and a tooth got loosened, and a forehead got gashed. Yeah, and it really kind of brought that party to a halt. I felt like. Yeah. For, for I you. well for me, for I, I went to the hospital with those guys and uh spent there for a while. Some stitches were ma- were yeah, were administered and uh yeah, it it's was kind a, of a, you know a what, brawl. The party only came to a halt for you. That is one of the the properties of rap parties that I have noticed throughout the years is that like shh, someone can die and the party will go on. Right. People are so determined to have that party, they're not going to let anything... That was the Club Dread one. Yeah, the Club right? Dread one got the crazy. The Club Dread one was in Mexico. We had finished shooting, and it was a hard shoot, and we were ready to, to tear it up, right, to blow some steam. Yeah. And they had set up this awesome party in this, like, Mexican bar restaurant in the town of... Barra de Navidad. Mm-hmm. How was my pronunciation? Pretty good. Pretty okay. good. You sounded Mexican. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it's, you know, as is a common theme here. Yeah. We were in Mexico for 10 weeks, and it was a very, that was our most tequila-heavy shoot. Sure. There was a lot of tequila being consumed at all times. Yep. Tequila makes people crazy. Yep. And it's this was probably the most sort of s- sexually charged rap party and there was also some more violence. It was sexually charged. I don't remember being sexually charged. I thought everyone was pretty subdued, except for this one dude who there was a problem with. That was um, maybe because you went with him to the hospital. <laughs> I did not go with him to the hospital. <laughs> That's good. That's good, because we like having you around. <laughs> there was uh, one crew member right, who got... Sl- Here's what I remember about this party before we get into the story. Okay. Is that people... Because it was another situation where we were all staying at... at uh, the resort. Yep. Either the resort or a hotel that housed literally over a hundred cast and uh, crew. Right. Extras and such. Yep. And it was a pretty wild place. Yeah. The pre gaming had happened, had started early. For that party. For that. Uh, and I also feel like it was one of the things like you talked about earlier that people particularly got gussied up. Oh, and yeah. And it was like people had been in like jungle gear for you know a yeah. month and now people are getting gussied up yeah and this was like where people had like they had also purchased some local um wardrobe from the people of Barra de Navidad 
And so, like, you had a lot of... It was very La Isla Bonita. Right. Like, the theme of this thing. Sure. But, like, but people were drunk when that party started. Yeah. Because we were... You know, it was also, like, at, at our resort, uh, there was, like, one shuttle bus or two shuttle buses to take people. Yeah. And so, the people who weren't in that first bus were just partying at the hotel. Yeah, staying behind, waiting. I, I was in the second group. And then, like, like, the 12 people that had gotten there were just fucking pounding. And then, yeah. it's like, the next 12 people that arrived... We're drunk and ran into drunk people. Yeah, but anyway, so but I remember it came, that came to a halt or no? I mean, uh, no, uh, uh, it it was the kind of thing where like uh, so one crew member got yeah. very sloppy very early and started to get very uh, gropey. Right, and to, and to explain a little bit, like it was a mixture of American crew and Mexican crew because when you go down there, you take a bunch of people with you and then you hire a bunch of local crew uh, film crew people. And so uh, this guy was uh, one of the Mexican guys, right? <laughs> and he was hitting on, on one of our white women. No, no. I don't think he was hitting on one of our white women. Well, like, he was just being a dick to everybody. He was I being thought. a dick to everybody. And he was like one of those guys, like, like he looked like he was having a heart attack. Like he was so drunk and his face was so red and his ears were red. Yeah. And he was incoherent. Yeah. We've all seen it before. Yeah. I remember speaking with, speaking-ish with him that night. Yeah. He was very, very fucked up. Yeah, yeah. In Spanish. And being offensive, gropey, kind of gropey. He was gropey, and then, like, if you'd be dancing with a girl... Because, like, that was a very dancey shoot, too. It was a very dancey shoot. Because there was, I remember there was, like, that... Hey, like, it wasn't the Macarena, but there was another, like, Spanish line dance song. Yeah. It's like, hey, Kadaka, hey, Kadaka. I, I can't even remember yeah. it, but, like, it was yeah. very... We played it all the time. Right. And so we were always dancing with each other, you know, like Brittany Daniels and Jordan Ladd and... and, uh, and Me and you, we were dancing with you each and other. You and I, we all danced. Oh, we danced with each we other. We all danced. Right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But it was kind of thing, you'd be dancing with a girl and, like, he'd, like, come up and pinch your ass or, like, hit you in the nuts or something. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Right. Drunk dude. Yeah, or, like, you know, come up and, like push you together with the girl and you'd be like seriously get the fuck out of here he 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 bothered a local bartender who had become a friend of ours who, a guy who was the owner of a bar that we frequented a yeah. lot yeah. who we invited to the rap party because we we loved this guy so right. much he bothered him in a way that i guess was unacceptable and the dude turned around and fucking punched him across the right. face popped him knocked him out and the dude's head hit the the Tile, the tile floor. I remember being in that room, and there was a commotion. Yeah. And you looked over, and the guy's on the ground. Yeah. And he's like, who's that? Oh, that's the guy who's being a drunk asshole. Oh, figures. Yeah. And there he is on the fucking ground. Yeah. But he he whacked his head on that tile ground. He was out. Yeah, he was out. And it was a little gruesome. It was a little gruesome. There was some blood. Yeah. And the party paused. Yeah. While people cared. Well, people were trying to figure out what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing was... Like, I don't know if there were ambulances in Barra de Navidad, you know? No. It's like a little fishing village at the time. Yeah. And, and also, it's like, we didn't have cell phones down there because it was Mexico. Yeah. And, like, or nobody had a working cell phone. And so, like, I, I remember that the crew that showed up... Not, this is not to say anything about... I mean, it was a small Mexican town. They didn't have a stretcher. Yeah. What they had was a big, long, like, a, a piece of wood. <laughs> It was either plywood or it was like an old wooden door. Yeah. And they, there was no like bracing the head or anything like that. They just like, like scooped him up onto this thing. Right. 
But now here's the here's the thing. Not to make light of the situation. Well, because it, it, you can't. Because like people were crying, and you know, I remember I remember people were very distraught. There were some people that were very distraught, but yeah. I, I also remembered that like it was one of those things. It was kind of like at City Crab. Do you remember the story about like when I very innocently got kicked hard in the balls? Yes. My friend Jose. Yes. Was getting. He had his arms pulled behind his back. Right. And a bunch of like bus boys and waiters were like smacking him in the face and like like giving him noogies and stuff like that. And I came innocently off the floor, like whistling a right. tune. Right. A tune. As he broke free, and I guess he just went crazy, and I was the first person he saw, and I had not been a part of holding him down and smacking his face. And he just wound up like an uncaged animal. Right. And kicked me in the balls. Just struck out. Yeah. Whatever was around him. Yeah. Lashed out. Yeah. And lifted me off the floor with his foot. He kicked me so hard. <laughs> and I immediately, like, I stumbled down the stairs and collapsed in the coat check room. Right. And it was a big deal. Like, I, like, I was collapsed for about 30 minutes. Right. And everyone from the, of the crew was gathered around. Right. Checking in on you. And the first few rows were concerned. And I was very aware down on the ground. I was like, that rows three and four were starting to, like, grab ass a little bit more. Yeah. And then rows five and six were pure grab assing, like, laughing and right. didn't give a shit. Right. That's the way it was a little bit here at this rap party. Like, people were surrounding this thing, but, like, on the outskirts, a lot of people were like, okay, but, like, it's taken a while. Let's <laughs> right. party. Those are the people, like, when a situation happens, there are the people who are concerned and try to solve the situation. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, <laughs> and then there are the people who don't give a shit. It was like, <laughs> like I remember, like, remember that softball game we played where that dude dislocated his elbow? Oh, my God. Like, we're playing, this, we're playing a beer league softball game, and... Uh, the dude slid into second base on the other team, and he popped his elbow. Like this, and he, it was just a high pitch, like ah, yeah. my fucking elbow, <laughs> and he started screaming or whatever. And my brother was playing with Pat, and he's one of those concerned guys. He went out; he doesn't he didn't know the guy. He's on the other team. He goes out, runs out onto the field, and to try to help. You know, don't worry, just don't move. Da 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 da. He's a good Samaritan. He's he a crew is. guy. He's a he crew is. Guy. We're over on the fucking bench laughing about the guy screaming. Well, because the problem is that was just one of the situations. First of all, his life was not in danger. Yeah. He popped an elbow. We've sure. seen much worse injuries. Than sure. That. That's a, okay. I'm just saying there are, there are two kinds of people. But he was... Uh, that. Yes, there are. But that particular instance, the guy was screaming so high... He kept going like, Wee! Wee, wee. <laughs> like he was the definition of the stuck pig. Yes, and it was impossible to keep straight face. Even the True. guys on his team. Uh, well, the guys on his team surprisingly were the unconcerned type as well, because yeah. it was like Pat, my brother, and probably somebody else from our team who were trying to help this guy. Yeah, but anyway, that was the same situation. When that dude went down, there were a hand. There were the people who immediately swarmed into the situation. What can we do? How can we help? Let's get the ambulance. Da 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 da. And then there were the people who kind of. Took a step back and finished their drinks. There's yeah. one other. There's one other group of people, <laughs> of which I was a part of. Okay, the um, the consolement crew. Okay, the one who was there to to get the women who were upset and calm them down. <laughs> okay, because like, they were crying. Come here, darling. Come here, darling. Come here, come here. Okay. You don't have to look at that. Yeah, you don't have to look at that. Come here, come here, come here. Let me get you a drink. Come here. You know, there's another group of people. Okay, okay. okay. And uh, sometimes I'm in this group, but it's the group where. It seems like you're concerned. Yeah. Like you're doing 
whatever you can to try to help. Yeah. But looking for every opportunity to not have to do that. Sure. You know, it's like it's like when you pull up to the toll booth mm-hmm. and everyone scrambles around for change. Sure. And only one guy comes up with the change. Sure. They do what we call the Heinze shuffle. Right. Right. They shuffle through their pants to see if they can find the, hey, let me get this for you. Uh, yeah. But you really have no intention of, uh, you know. Yeah. You're, you're going to shuffle around in those pants for a little while. Yeah. Although, listen, to be fair, at the toll booth, I'll honestly look for change. Sure. The Heinze Shuffle, just to give people a little history on it, is, is named after, I will name names, after our friend Steve Hines, <laughs> right. who, like, when you were at the bar or, like, there was, a, like, a, a check to be paid in the restaurant, he'd, like, that's the Heinze Shuffle. He's like, uh, hold on, let me get the, uh, my wallet should be right around here, and, uh, but never. But those, that, that kind of thing pops up in those situations, too, where it's like, you know. You do as much as you can to make it look like you're doing as much as you can. Yeah, and those are the people. About as far as it goes. You're standing there, <laughs> relaying like people are like, "What happened?" And you're like, um, "Here's what happened. It's really this bad." Uh, yeah. So we're waiting on the uh, ambulance to show yeah, up. So, and, yeah. Uh, so um, the ambulance got called. In, par- <laughs> in parentheses, it's not by me. Right. The ambulance got called, and uh, we're just here. I'm gonna. I mean, I, I'm going to check in a second to see if the ambulance gets here. And yeah, uh, somebody's yeah. looking to see if they can contact someone who's a relative of the guy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, someone will find that out soon. Yeah. And uh, in fact, you know, what would be cool of of you to do is uh, maybe just uh, you know what I could use a beer. Just to, uh, <laughs> I've got a headache from. I now. haven't had a chance to get away. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of got to stick around here because I'm going to wait and see when the ambulance shows up. But could you uh, grab me a beer, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are. We joke because the guy was fine. He ended up being okay. Yeah, he he was fine. He, he ended up being okay. He just got knocked out. He got knocked out and hit his head really hard. Really hard. And but, uh, uh, it was it. But the party when he when he finally was pulled when they out scooped of there, him off the ground when they scraped him off the ground like a bug <laughs> off a windshield and he got out like one out of sight out of mind. That party fucking went on. It was a with, good time with a layer with a layer of darkness though. Right. You know, like one of those ones where it's like. You've seen something that people are parting, but like they're like a heavy emotional toll has been taken. Yeah, I mean, I made it through okay. Sure, we all did. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that guy? No, that guy ended up being fine. But I, I I'll tell you this: I have been that guy at mm. several rap parties. Oh my god, Queen! Like I have a tendency of bottling it all up and then popping the cork at the rap party, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Like I, I will. Uh, like, certainly things that we work on, I end up, you know, you work hard, and then you're like, okay, this is the night I'm taking a cab, and this is the night I'm blowing it out. <laughs> and blowing it up. Like, we did that um, pilot for yeah. NBC after Puddle Cruiser. Puddle Cruiser was the first feature we made, and it was a, a college romance, and we had some success uh, at Sundance and stuff like that, and we were able to spin it off and, uh, and make a TV show based on it. Yeah. And so we made a pilot based on that movie for NBC. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing was, uh, uh, backstory-wise, the funny thing was that uh, we were probably a little too old at that point. I mean, I guess not. in The re- we, The idea was we would get kids who were more college age to play those parts. We, we, yeah, we were 27. I mean, in retrospect, we could have easily done that. I think we were trying to be authentic, and I think NBC wanted us to be authentic, and it was like, let's go get... 19, 20-year-old kids to play these parts well, that I think, we played in the movie. I think also is that, you know, like, in Puddle Cruiser, we were playing, like, juniors and seniors, and they wanted for the for it to be... Yeah, it's a good point. To, to maximize the life of it, they want us to be freshmen. Yeah. They want us to be 18. Right. And 
they were right. We probably couldn't play 18. The one guy who could was Stolhansky. Not play 18, but his character was supposed to be like a sixth Yeah, like a Van Wildery anyway. type guy. Yeah. yeah, who, you know, was in his 20s. So yeah. so that was fine. So, But that was the funny thing. It was like we ended up casting and, and essentially shooting the TV version of the movie we had made and putting younger versions of ourselves. Young TV versions. Right, young TV versions of ourselves. Like versions of ourselves with perfect teeth. And right. good sideburns and good hair. Right. And like kind of dickish demeanors. Right. But actors. mine was like a... Real actors. Mine was like a fat guy. Yeah. Like a younger fat guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yours was a, like a younger, prettier guy. Yeah. Like a wafy, swarthy, untrustworthy, like a uh, dickish. Right. And Ch- and Jay's was our friend Charlie Finn. Yeah. Which is how we met. Well, part, kind of how we met Charlie Finn or how we got to be friends with him. But Charlie Finn, you'll know him from Super Troopers. He's the burger guy Dimpus that burger. I jump over the counter and tackle. Yeah, he talks like this. Yeah. So he was the Chandra Sekar. And so, um, and then there was another guy who played the Soder. Well, yeah, we, the Soder guy is the guy who's on that show Bones now. No, no, no. He... Uh, that's not true. He Which show? we offered him the part, that part, oh. and he t- passed. That's on it. exactly right. And he passed on it. That's exactly. And so we hired right. another guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so anyway, uh, we had this cast and we shot the show. Wait, wait, but let's. Let, I do. I do want to say. Yeah. It's the guy. His name. His name is. Uh, he's he's on Bones. Yeah. It's like TJ or TJ, PJ or and he's got like kind of curly hair. Right. He was supposed to be. Soder. He was TV soder. Yeah, he yeah. look. He is a great TV. Great soder. TV soder. Yeah, but he passed. Right. But he passed. He yeah. passed. I guess he had something else that was better, like bones. <laughs> yeah, bones. And so, uh, good decision, by the way. Yeah. And so, anyway, so we shot the pilot, and it was kind of hard for us because we had never done anything that we had created but didn't act in, right? And so it was kind of like you stood around like a producer, yeah. and made this TV show with these younger versions of yourself playing the parts that you wrote. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is weird, but anyway, uh, it was uh, it was fun, and you know we worked pretty hard, and uh, we ended up having the rap party on NBC's dime. Yeah, NBC was paying for the essentially paying for the rap party. Yeah, and we had it down in uh, Marina del Rey, mm-hmm. right? It was like a Mexican restaurant, Marina del Rey. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, Casa. I can't remember. It was on the bay. There's Casa something, and so. Um, so anyway, we got to the party, and we were well, ready to rip it up. Yeah. We were going to have some fun that night. Yeah. It was the first time we shot a pilot, and NBC was paying for the booze. So yeah. So it was like, let's... We took cat. Well, we didn't. We actually drove... We designated drove there, right? Y- yeah. Well, we lived... Uh, you and Soder and I had a furnished apartment right on the beach. Right. Pretty close by that NBC had furnished us with because we were living in New York at the time. Yeah. We shared this uh, one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was a great which time. Is, which is its own little adventure. Right. And so we got there, and and like I certainly announced at the beginning of the party, I'm going to get wasted. Today. Well, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. There was something that happened before. What? We challenged our doppelgangers, our TV counterparts. They challenged us. They challenged us? Yes. To a... This is when we got... I'm saying after we were at the party, right? No, no. We knew in advance. We knew going okay. into it. Okay. Uh, or we had been joking about the fact that, like, they were like, we're going ta- to out-drink you guys. Right. Each of us is going head I know head. they challenged us because my guy was the guy who challenged me. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to drink you under the table tonight. Yeah. And we're like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's Doppelganger. Do yeah. Little TV doppelganger. Yeah. Because he wasn't... He, he... Yeah. I mean, he was... 
He was a great guy. He was a great guy. Funny dude. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, so we got to that party. We were drinking hard, and then these guys wanted to start drinking. And then I remember doing shots with these guys, and then they started to back down. They started to realize they were in over their heads a little bit. Started to back down, and if I remember correctly, your guy made a French exit. He did. Disappeared. And people, a French exit, also known as an Irish exit. <laughs> That's not an Irish exit. Is when you don't say goodbye. Right. You just you go. You just go. Because you know, like with our group of friends, there are a lot of French exits because you know when you go up to say goodbye, people are going to A, call you a pussy. Right. B, make, make you, you drink, drink some more. Yeah. C, <laughs> I, either of the right. above. So this dude was, was, was very trash talky. And then we were going drink for drink, and then suddenly he just disappeared. Yeah. And we continued to drink, and you were super wasted as well yeah. as you fondled the breasts of uh, well, one of our on. close friends. Let me. I don't know why you <laughs> insist on giving the punchline away so quickly. I, didn't, I, did, I did fondle the breast. Okay. But everyone was wasted. And yes. she, okay, now. Not, not as wasted as you in that conversation. That's fine, except that, like, I will just say, to this day, she and I speak about this moment fondly. I, no, I'm not. Fondly. Okay, I'm not fondly, saying it was, uh, it was rapey or anything. I'm just saying no, what, so, it was jaw-dropping. By the way, I said fondly. I don't know if you got my little <laughs> yes, double entendre, my little you. pun. I got you. What happened was my friend, uh, two of our Colgate friends who were there. Uh, by the way, did Mike act in the pilot? Or was he just um, living he, in L.A.? I think he had a, part, a small part in it. Okay. Yes. And so, so our friend... Mike and Molly, yeah, they came to the the rap party, and Molly was going like Molly has gone through some very interesting phases. Mm-hmm. Like she, when she graduated from college, she was a very like not she was a good girl. Are we going to go into like your theories on Molly right now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, Kev, we are. <laughs> but I'll make it. Don't worry, I'll make it quick, Kev. Okay. If, you, if you don't interrupt me, <laughs> okay. it'll go quicker. All right. And now she was going through a bad girl phase. Okay, she was starting to wear like a lot of leather. Uh huh. And like her shirts were unbuttoned. Uh, farther down her her body. Okay. And she had very ample bosoms. Okay. And so at this rap party, she and I were sitting next to each other, Mm -hmm. and her shirt was wide open. Okay. And... (laughs) I don't think that's true. It is. We can get her on the floor. We were standing in a circle. Yeah. I was in the circle. Okay. (laughs) We were standing in a circle, having a conversation, and you were staggeringly drunk. Yeah. Like, swaying. Yeah. And we were just having a, a, a conversation about something, and you were just fixated. You just looked at her breasts while everyone else was having the conversation. I haven't said I wasn't. Okay. So your version is still the same thing okay. as mine. And I'm just saying, and as we're all standing there, in the middle of this other conversation, all of a sudden you reached your hand up. No. Yes? No. <laughs> How do you know? You were blacked out. Because I remember seeing it. I wasn't blacked out. The shirt was open. From the side, it came in from the side, yeah. not up. It was. Yeah. A, it was well, I mean, you lifted your hand up. Oh yeah, and put it into her shirt from the side. Right. So I didn't go up her shirt. No, I know. I because right. oh, that's what you were describing. No, no. You 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 lifted your hand from the side of your body. Sure, yes. Stuck it into her shirt and grabbed her breast. I her shirt was <laughs> open. It was flowing open. I was looking at this amazing breast, and yes, I. Lift. Yeah, but people don't do that. I know. In social situations. I You do not reach your hand into the shirt of your friend's wife and grab her breast. Fair enough. But, (laughs) and I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. But Molly Molly and I always had 
a very fun, flirty relationship. <laughs> I, I realize that doesn't give me license to, to grab her sure, boob. Sure. And we've been talking about people getting knocked out for being gropey right. at the Puddle Cruiser and Club Dread rap party. <laughs> right. So by all means, if this story ended with me getting knocked out, we would understand why. But I put my hand fully on her breast, yep. very calmly and gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. And she said, Steve Lemmy, are you cupping my breast? And I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Right. It was like I was drawn to it. And No, but it was almost like you were, it was one of those moments of like, did I say that out loud? Yeah. It was one of those moments where like, am I actually doing this? Yeah. You had, because Mike, his wife, his, her husband was standing right there yeah. in the circle. And we all looked at you like, Lemmy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And. But uh, and I was very apologetic because it, sure. it really was like a deer in headlights or like a moth going to a flame. <laughs> like I just I couldn't. Sure. It was a tractor beam. Sure, I I went and did it, and uh, I I know she blushed, and to this day we still talk about it. Like, yeah. and we have a great laugh. It was a memorable moment. Great big laugh about yeah. it. But as drunk as I was, Queen. Yeah, I think I wasn't the drunkest guy there. I proceeded to get more. I wasn't as drunk as you at that point, but then I proceeded to continue to get drunk. Probably because somebody fit, plied me with some glasses of water at that moment. Maybe. But I did continue to get more drunk. Uh, and it may have been because of the original te- tequila shots with the, with the doppelganger, who was yeah. now m- missing. Yeah. And uh, we kept drinking, there, and I kind of passed out. Well there, also, well, there also was one thing that I remember that you didn't eat that much that day intentionally because you were like, you knew there was going to be a Mexican buffet. Yeah, there was. And when we walked into that place, you looked at the buffet and you were like, I am going to eat every motherfucking thing (laughs) in that buffet. And you did. And I did. And you did. Because it was on NBC. Yeah, because it was We were struggling young artists. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I proceeded to get pretty wasted to the point where we were like the last guys there. And... um, and uh, Jay uh, and Mike Yerchek, the husband of the of the breast that you grabbed, uh, yeah. were taking me out as the party was wrapping up and the bus boys were cleaning up and they were bringing me out of the party. And we were out on the outside deck where a lot of the party was. And as they were walking me out, I proceeded to just puke onto the floor. Yeah. I just puked onto the floor. <laughs> yeah. As these guys, poor guys, were cleaning up and Jay was standing face-to-face with, like, one of those bus boys, And as I puked, and he's like, God, I'm so sorry. And he, lo- and he looked over to your check. He goes, you got any money on you? Yeah. <laughs> and Mike gave him a 20, and then Jay gave a 20 to the bus boy and then walked me out of the yeah, bar. Yeah, but I remember that Jay, what Jay said to the bus boys, the two bus boys who were about to cl- clean up a voluminous <laughs> load of vomit. He gave him the 20 and was like, uh, uh, we just uh, shot a pilot today. <laughs> and they're looking at him like, like, like who gives a fucking yeah. shit? Like dick, I got to clean this up, you dick. Couldn't have given less of a shit. He's like, we, we shot a pilot today as an yeah. excuse for why you vomited. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and then I don't think he ever paid your check back as 20 bucks. And I, I guess maybe I should have paid your check back as 20 yeah, bucks. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Thanks, your check. Yeah. Hey, dude. And thanks for letting me grow up your wife. Yeah. Um, and, and so then they shoved me in the backseat of the car. Of Okay. So not their car. Your car. Yeah. Me and Soder. Soder yeah. was driving. Yeah. I was riding shotgun. Soder was the DD. Yeah. You laid down across the backseat. Right. And then we drove to our furnished apartment. Now, uh, there is a part two to this story, but we got there, and you were passed out in the back seat, and we could not wake you up. Yeah. And, like, 
we were like screaming at you to wake up and we were like, how else are we going to wake them up? And then we came up with the brilliant idea. <laughs> Soder would back up. Uh-huh. We were in the, in the underground parking garage at our apartment complex. He would back up and then accelerate at like 20 miles an hour towards our parking spot and slam the brakes and propel your body <laughs> into the back of our chairs. And that would wake me up. Slam you into it. And then he just fell to the bottom, and that didn't work. And we did that like three or four times, him backing up and then accelerating and slamming on the brakes and you smacking into the seats, and you didn't stir. Yeah. And similar to like uh, Gunter passing out and not being able to carry the elephant that you just shot, we just <laughs> left you there. We were like, what, how, how are we going to do this? No exactly. Way. So we let you sleep in the car. Yep. And then, interestingly, the, uh, a bunch of the actors were coming over to the house. For a little after party. Yeah, for some... for some After par- rap party. Yeah, for some partying, which you, we always do. And I remember it was Charlie Finn, and it was the kid who played uh, uh, Rolo. Yep. Um, like, the, like the best friend of the lead nemesis guy. Right, right. And a couple other guys. And we decided, we were right on the ocean, that we were going to go swimming. As the sun came up. Yeah. And or was it dark? Huh? No, it was still dark. Okay. And... Uh, I don't know why. Like, we went down there, and those guys all had their underwear on. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't wear underwear. And these, these are actors who are like 21 and 22 years old. And so I was the only one who was skinny dipping. Right. And so now if you pull back and just look at it from a little farther away, it's, you know, like your older producer who's totally chicken hawking these like little 21-year-old guys. Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, why don't we all get naked? Let's get naked. Let's just skinny dipping. It's all guys. Let's just go skinny dipping. And they're just, everyone else is in their underwear, and I'm, and I'm totally naked. They were kind of weirded out by you. Yeah. But you did anyway. You went skinny dipping. I did it. Yeah, I did anyway. And yeah. then we came back up, and I know Charlie Finn, like, you know, passed out on And we gave him massages. Yeah. And then, you know, I just... Uh, <laughs> One thing led to another, and, and uh, you know, and that's how babies are made. <laughs> Meanwhile, I woke up, like, late morning in the back seat in the underground parking garage with no fucking clue where I was. It must have been steaming hot. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck am I? And I think I was like, because of the back and forth uh, trying to jostle me, yeah. I woke up like on the back seat floor, like wedged between the yeah. seat and yeah. the front seats. Well, he couldn't lift you up into <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> seat itself. And he left you there. And I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, God. it's funny because you think of like, all the places where, I mean, we've all, everyone has had one of those things where it's like you open your eyes and you're like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. You might even be just outside. Yeah. You're like, the sky is up there. It could be daytime. <laughs> it could be nighttime. You don't fucking know. It's somebody's house. Waking up wedged between the front seat and the back seat of a car in a parking garage has got to be one of the weird <laughs> It is weird. Yeah. It is weird. But that's, you know, I just had to blow it out. The other time that I really blew it out for a rap party was the Slammin' Salmon. Oh, Yeah. I mean, that's partly because, I mean, like, whatever, I directed the movie, and I don't think I drank for six weeks. Like, I don't think there was a situation. We shot the movie in L.A., so there wasn't as much partying, and, you know, I I think I I tried not to and just worked and whatever. That was, um, you know, because even the pilot, which we're talking about, which we shot in L.A., for us, that was on location because we were living in New York. Yeah. This was, the Slammin' Salmon was the first time we were home, not on location, and so everyone would just go home after shooting. Even on the weekends, there was no... 
a lot of the partying on location happens because you're just with each other and you're like, yeah, let's go out. Yeah. In this case, everyone's home with their family and stuff like that. So yeah. there wasn't much partying going on. No, but we had that Slam and Seven Rap party and it was one of those deals where we were going to blow it out because we hadn't partied all together as a, as a cast and crew. And this Not was once. Th- this was the time. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, getting dropped off because I was like, I'm not driving tonight. Yeah. Because I'm getting wasted. Yeah. This is seriously going to, we're going to have some fun tonight. Yeah. And so I got dropped off at that party. Yeah. And proceeded to get wasted. Yeah. In like fact, we all did. Oh, we all got wasted. In fact, yeah. I know, I just remembered how the night ended for you. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I know how it ended. <laughs> I know how it ended too. I, yeah. I thought, but, we, and but before that happened, it was. Before that, a lot of hugging and uh, well, you and I, we might have even posted. I think we spoke about this with Forte when Will Forte was our guest on the podcast. Yeah, but Thea Samuels, our makeup person, had like a bright red lipstick. Yeah, and you and Forte and I decided to wear it. Yeah, and (laughs) then kiss each other in the lips. Yeah, (laughs) and so there are photos of us. Which we should post uh, with, like, smeared red uh, lipstick all over our faces. Right. Bright red Yeah, lipstick. and us, they're great photos of us just hugging and red-lipped and red-faced. Right. From lipstick. Yep. And then... And then I just got... Well, we proceeded to get wasted. But then I, le- I... You guys sent me home in a cab. Not yet. Okay. Then we went to the I.O. Right. We went across the street. Because our rap party uh, was in Hollywood. Time had ended. Yeah, the the bar was like, okay, you're done. Yeah, and so we started going like bar hopping, and we yeah. wound up at the Improv Olympic. Right, which, which our friend a, James Grace runs. Yeah, yeah. and we've uh, James Grace from he's been in Super Troopers and Beer Fest. He was in Slam and Salmon. He was in Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and uh, and he runs this place, and so we went over there, and Queen, you were being a little obnoxious. <laughs> you were being a little obnoxious. I was probably. I mean, I was. Blacked out drunk at that point. Yeah. And we were still red lipsticking, though. We were red lipsticky. And yeah. I'm actually not going to say what you were saying. Yeah, don't say what I was saying. <laughs> don't say that. But saying. you were being a little obnoxious. Yeah, sure. To me and others. Yeah. yeah. Around us. Uh huh. And uh, not in any, like, I, I don't want to give a bad impression. Like, not in right. any, like, scandalous way. Sure. You were just being loud. Just a loud mouth drunk. Loud, you were being a loud mouth. It was time for me to go home. Irish drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and we called for a cab, and I right. brought you out to the cab. Right. You and David brought me out to the cab. Yeah. And the cabbie wouldn't take me. No. He wouldn't take me because he was afraid that I was going to get sick in the cab. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're not going to get fucking sick in the cab. Oh, I think David gave him some money. I, I like how you say we were like, no, he's not going to. No, you were not speaking. <laughs> right. We gave the guy money, and we were like, he's fine. He's fine. He's been like this. All- he, have you ever seen Super Troopers? The guy's like, no. <laughs> And no, he was. He actually was like a college kid. Oh, he was. Yeah, because uh, what happened was we got into the cab and we started driving, and of course, you puked. I got sick in the cab. Yeah, and uh, he was pissed, and uh, we got into my neighborhood, and I wouldn't tell him where I lived because <laughs> I didn't want him to. And so uh, I gave him some dough. Yeah, and I got out like I got out like a couple blocks away from my house. Yeah. And I ran home. <laughs> and uh, when I got home, you know, my clothes were a bit soiled yeah. from being sick. By the way, we gave you the dough to give to him. Like, we had given him a lot of money. I know that. But then... You owe me money. No, I don't. Because what happened was we stopped... Uh, 
he's like, you owe me money. And I was like, I don't have any money because we were to give him the money. And yeah. we stopped at a cash machine. Yeah. And I took out my own cash. Yeah. And gave him. So he got double paid that Yeah, guy. but you still owe me money. Oh, okay. I'll get it. For, I got you. Thanks. Bro. I got you back, dude. Just give me some chocolate chip cookies. So anyway, I ran home yeah. a couple of blocks, got home, didn't want my wife to know that I had been sick or, you know, whatever. So I took my clothes off in the front yard, <laughs> and I hung them on the bush outside my house. Good place to be inconspicuous. And now what I forgot was that I was in charge of my kids, getting my kids to school the next day. Oh. And um, they were actually, uh, I had to get them ready for school, and then they were getting picked up for a car by carpool mom. Yeah. And so <laughs> at 7 a.m., carpool mom knocked on the door, oh. and I realized all my clothes were sitting there on the bush yeah. and I looked terrible but I, I did it I got my kids off the school but that was you know and did you reek of booze oh god and there's you know vomitous soiled clothes on the thing man that's pretty bad huh? It's good time though good times bro <laughs> it was a good time uh, what about failsafe failsafe was a great rap party failsafe I did um, I was in a live CBS television movie yeah um, starring executive produced by and starring George Clooney yeah and Noah Wiley and Sam Elliott and James Cromwell and Brian Dennehy and Don Cheadle and Richard Dreyfuss. All it was these. like a star-studded live event that Clooney kind of put together for yeah, CBS, and, right? and this was pre-Super Troopers. Yeah. And uh, so Amy Cohen, his assistant and our co-producer on Super Troopers, got me in that in that movie right. in a non-speaking part. A glorified extra. I was a glorified extra because like she, they got me front and center because I was friends with the man. Right, sure. And so I was between... Sam Elliott, it, our, my set was Sam right. Elliott, James Cromwell. It was like a map room, right? Brian Dennehy, yeah. yeah. It was the war room. Yeah. And Sam I, Elliott, James Cromwell, Brian Dennehy. That's great. Yeah, Brian Dennehy? God, that's great. Yeah, and they're rotating around. They're based around this map. Right. And I was the map guy. Right. Map boy. And so I would <laughs> literally, and it was a live movie, so for three weeks we just rehearsed every day. Yeah. And I would just sit there with these three fucking legends. Sure, that you loved. That I loved. Yeah. And they would just shoot the shit and, you know, swap stories and everything. And Sam Elliott was always dipping. Yeah. He always had a dip in his mouth. And he's such a tough, sweet motherfucker that he would just, he didn't spit the dip out. He would swallow it. Oh, my God. That's a man. That's a man right there. Yeah, which I know a lot of people are like, ew, gross. But, like, that's the sign of a man. Yeah. Like, that doesn't phase him. He needs that buzz. Right. Just to be stable. Sure. And then as we got closer towards, like, the actual shooting and we started the dress rehearsals, then he started smoking cigars. Right. And he'd smoke cigars and... Dip. While dipping? While dipping. Oh, my He'd God. smoke six cigars a day for these couple days of, of dress rehearsals, and he'd be dipping and swallowing the dip, okay? Jesus. <laughs> then we shot the thing. Now, look, it's like, when you're in a stage play, I mean, that's high pressure, whatever. Yeah. Stand-up comedy, that's high pressure. But now you're doing a live television movie that's going out to the entire country. Right, the world. And you're doing it in one take. It's like you're filming a movie in one take. Yeah. And you do it, and it's like that rap party is going to be crazy, and it's on the Warner Brothers lot, and it's CBS funding it, and it's like there is some mummafucking cash being spent. Sure. I mean, there's major stars in that thing, man. Yeah. they got to have a good rap party for that thing. Yeah, and it was like they... Closed off like the 1950s street, <laughs> right? Right. And so it's like you're there on like this, like you're on the lot, but it's like a set with like all these like 50s townhouses, right? And, and like, and just like bu- like 
buffet. <laughs> right. Like, Queen, you couldn't have even made a dent sure. in this buffet. Open bar, dude. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> but it was open bar. And, uh, and there are bands playing and everything. Anyway, we, had just, we got the green light on Super Troopers during that, the shooting of that movie. Right. And so, you know, nothing against any of the actors that wound up being in the movie, but we had um, given the part. We, we gave the script to Sam Elliott. Yeah. Or we were going to, and and I said, who we you know we uh, idolized. We yeah. well, we always loved Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah, and so the script had just been sent over to him in time for the rap party, and so he and I, there were two things that happened. First, uh, he and I we okay. So first of all, right after shooting, then he goes and changes into a red Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> That's his rap party outfit. That's his rap party Sweet. outfit. Okay. And his wife shows up, the lovely right. Catherine oh, Ross. My God, Catherine from, Ross from uh, the Graduate and from Butch, Butch, Cassidy. Butch and Sundance. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, she's gorgeous. And so now he's dipping. Yeah, he continues to smoke cigars, and now he's drinking whiskey. Yes, With what a man! Dip, but he's just That's a, fucking, a man, a fucking man. Right. And so, I don't even know which part to tell first. Um, the the part I have told before is the part like so. He and I got into an embrace. Yeah, and I was like. I love you. I was like, you're awesome. And he goes, you were there every damn day. <laughs> and I was like, it was such a pleasure to work with you. How does it feel to be the toughest motherfucker on earth? And he looks at me and he goes, you tell me. <laughs> and I swear to God, my knees crumbled. Like, now he had to hold me up. You swooned. Yeah, I did swoon. I totally swooned. By the way, it was like like George Clooney and Noah Wiley at the height of ER popularity. Yeah. They're two of the hunks on that set. Yeah. And Sam Elliott was the one who had all the women swooning. Oh, sure. I mean, but that's, I mean, the Butch Casting and Sundance Kid story is like. Yeah. Right? It's he, like he's got the two greatest, hottest movie stars in the world ever, Paul Newman and Robert yeah. Redford. He was an extra. He was an extra, and he got the girl. Yeah. It was his first movie ever. He's an extra, and he gets the leading lady <laughs> right. from. From Redford and Butch Cassidy. Right, and marries her. Yeah, and marries her. I mean, come on. Um, the dude's a male. He's so fucking cool. And so, and so then we're still hugging, and I was like, by the way, you know, we just got a, a green light on a movie that I, that I wrote, and I'm going to act in. He's like, congratulations. <laughs> and I was like, and uh, respectfully, we're going we're gonna to make you an offer, and, and uh, we've sent you the script, and I, I'd love you to do it. And he goes... You just send me a good script. <laughs> and I was like, we, okay, we will. We're just dying to have you in the movie because you're so awesome. And he goes, you just send me a good script. I guess we didn't send him a I good script. Not. I guess not. He, <laughs> he passed. He passed. But then, and then the great thing was then the after party was at Clooney's office. Right. Which was on the Warner Brothers lot. Right. And I remember going there and like Clooney... This like we had been spending a lot of time with Clooney. Because uh, he was produced. Uh, there was a time where he was attached to produce. Yeah, Super people Troopers. don't know this, but he was yeah. attached to the executive producer of Super Troopers yeah. for a while. Yeah, and uh, so we were back at his office, and we knew about how Clooney was. Yeah, but like there was one of the most incredible women who had one of her legs coiled around Clooney's <laughs> leg. Right, like her. She was like like Plastic Man or something like that. Right. Like her leg must have been like <laughs> 10 feet long right. with no bones in it. It was just spiraled, like sure. corkscrewed around his leg. <laughs> and she just kept pulling him into her. She's sitting on his desk and like pulling his him pelvis first into her crotch. Right. And the rest of us are just watching him like, God damn. 
Clooney. Clooney. He's married now, dude. He just got married. Congratulations, <laughs> George. Congratulations. Um, anyway, that was a that was a fun rap. Yeah, that was a good rap. I mean, uh, the 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 failed rap party for me was uh, Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. I guess we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, we'll just tell the story. We should it. wrap it up. There you go. <laughs> we, should, we should have a rap party for great. this. But uh, Dukes of Hazard was funny because um, you know also star studded thing Willie Nelson and Linda Carter and Burt Reynolds and you know all these guys and and they were having a gonna you know it was like two three months we were down there in, in Louisiana and they were gonna have a fucking blowout party mm-hmm. Willie Nelson was gonna play yeah and um, uh, my parents actually because my brother was a grip on the movie my parents came down to visit both my brother and me. And uh, so they were down there, and it was a couple of days before the big rap party. And uh, the producer calls me in, and he's like, uh, "All right, we got your uh, dates, your uh, return to LA dates." And it was like the next day. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> well, what about the rap party?" And they had decided that uh, it was time to send me back. That I had been there long enough. Yeah. And that they didn't want to. Sp- pay for the hotel room anymore sure and so they were sending me back to la yeah, well, right yeah. before the rap party yeah, you'd worn out your welcome kev i mean you know we rode on it i acted in it we were down there for months looking forward to the thing willie nelson's playing they send me home they said they're gonna send me home so they sent me home yeah for that party the next day they put they sent out an invitation to everyone for the rap party he was down there the invitation is has me on it. Yeah. It's my character, Sheev, bald in his underwear, saying, come to the rap party. Yeah. They use my character to think, to the point where, actually, People Magazine got a hold of it because, you know, Jessica Simpson's in the movie. And so People Magazine printed that thing into People Magazine. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> right? All this shit. And then they didn't even have me go. And on top of all that, my parents went to the rap party. What? And I didn't even go to the Dukes of Hazard rap party. Why are your parents there? They're visiting my Oh, right, right, of That's course, of course. You're not listening to me? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I zoned out. I yeah. zoned out because I was thinking of how badly I wanted to go to that rap party because I was in the movie, too. Yeah. And I remember hearing stories about the rap party and, like, it sounded crazy. Yeah. And I couldn't go. They didn't let me go. I was not invited. Oh, man, Kev. That's bullshit, right? But the... Premiere party was great. Hey, that we was should good. do we should do an episode about premieres one time. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, 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 I guess we'd be remiss uh, if we didn't say something about Super Troopers. I I don't remember. We all I remember is that we shaved our mustaches. Right? Wasn't that what the party was? Well, there were t- <laughs> there were two parts to it because we wrapped like the last day of shooting. We're like, all right, we got to get all this stuff, so we're just shooting until we get it. And so we didn't wrap until like six thirty in the morning, right? Or seven in the morning. It was light out when we wrapped. And then people just started cracking beers and shaving their mustaches. Yeah. Um, I'm I did, sure I shaved mine immediately. I didn't shave my mustache. Really? Well, Because like, you loved it? Well, no, because what I wanted to do, I was going to get strategic. Like, what I wanted to do was wait until the proper rap party in New York City. Yeah. And then I was going to show up with no mustache. Right. And oh, my God. Look y- at Steve. Yeah. Be like, like, you know, hey, ladies, this is, you know, uh, not that it's anything great or anything like that, but like. I don't know if you remember, but like we we wrapped around like July second, or something like that. Yeah. And so I remember it was July Fourth weekend, and I was going to, I wanted to go back to New York and go to like a shave and a haircut place. <laughs> okay. And get a proper shave. Sure. From a barber. Right. And but it was July Fourth weekend, and so no place was open. Okay. And so now I was back in New no York. proper place. You no proper some place. Random. And I could also yeah. just shave myself. Sure. And uh, I remember. Uh, 
me and person of interest A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is this person? Who is this person? Okay. He worked on Super Troopers. He yeah. and I went to see a movie. Yeah. And we smoked a little reefer. Okay. And I remember going to the movie and going like, like down, it was like in the escalator, and looking over and seeing a, my reflection in the mirror in public. <laughs> right. And I had a crew cut and a mustache, and I looked like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> And at that moment, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Shave this goddamn <laughs> caterpillar off my face. And so then I went home and shaved the, and finally just shaved the mustache off myself. Right. And then went to the rap party. Uh-huh. And nobody it, gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> so you were like, you look different. What is, your big mustache what is it about you? You dye your hair? What is it? Something's different yeah. about you. What happened? What, do you get a new shirt? What yeah. happened? He shaved his mustache. What happened? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, who oh. cares? You look better with it. Yeah, who gives a shit? Oh, whatever. Uh, really quick, because we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Yeah. But uh, when I did the I Heart Shaky, the kids movie, yeah, yeah. our rap party was like not at a bar. I mean, it was it was at a bar, but like there were kids there. It was a dog kennel. And there were dogs there. So like the dog... <laughs> A couple of dogs were actually at the rap party, like the picture dogs. Oh, really? And they did tricks, and you could do tricks with the uh, with the dog actors. And actually, um, they gave the dogs gave out autographs. Oh, yeah. They like put their hand in some ink and then like put put it down on a piece of paper, and nice. that was a, a autograph. That's nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's nice. That's what that's like. All um, right. Okay. Good. Rap parties. People enjoyed it. And, I look uh, forward to some more rap parties, I hope, in my day. I think so. I think we're going to be getting one one of these days. Yeah, sometime soon. Um, all right, everybody. Well, but thank you. In honor hey, thanks for sharing that with me, Steve. Okay. You know what, Kevin? God, it's like, it's an honor. It was really an honor to share these stories with you. Thanks, man. And you thank, t- thanks for taking the time to be so generous with your yeah. with your uh, treasure trove of, uh, of drunken stories. And you stories. too, man. Your, yours were great, despite the fact that you were laying down for it. You was great. How was I? Great. And, you know, by you the way... You should lie down for all of them. By the way, you're basically in the same position I am now, just in a chair. <laughs> it's true. You're slouched down, too. It's true. Anyway, I'm going to choose some Mexican food like that we would find on a buffet. Oh, you are? Yeah. Like uh, like we find on our, our various wrap party buffets? Yeah, I'm getting a tamale out, and I'm chewing it. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chew a cocktail wiener. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com.